The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning, and welcome to the Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Brennan Rikers in for Jeff this week and Jamie Lynn. I'm Chuck Hines. It's great to have you with us this morning on the morning drive. As the lucky lady told me on my coffee cup this morning, Jamie, remember today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. So if you, uh, if you worked over the weekend and you worked on Monday and well, it's your second day of the work week, but for I guess most of us, uh, today is the first day of the work week, so hope that you had a great holiday weekend and uh, got to enjoy a little bit of our freedom, and uh, look forward to hearing if you had anything spectacular happen over the weekend that you care to share with us. You can this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double-t973.com for that or the mobile app. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well at 806 771 0973. We come to you this morning as per usual from the First United Bank Double T973 studio. And uh, Jamie, we got uh, good news yesterday morning with the Red Raiders uh, being selected to the uh, NCAA baseball tournament that will commence uh, for the Red Raiders later on this week. And, you know, it was not the outcome that you wanted uh, over the weekend in uh, Arlington as it looked like they were going to play for a Big 12 championship. But the end result is you get into the NCAA baseball tournament and you'll be playing in the Florida-Gainesville Regional. Yeah, I think going 2-2 two and two in, in Arlington at the Big 12 tournament ultimately ended up helping you a little bit. and help, Or maybe you were, you were in already but on the edge of possibly bowing out if you didn't perform well there. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see that... Uh, you know, ultimately, you you ended in the uh, up in the tournament. You've um, obviously it wasn't a year where you were thinking, "Hey, we're going to host here," or or we're going to you know have the potential to be a super regional host or anything like that. But you were, you know, it's still a a, a big deal when you make the NCAA tournament. Not always easy to do, and seven consecutive years that's a positive thing. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, and and six Big Twelve schools make it. Uh, the one that was on the outside looking out, uh, or looking in, I guess I should say, is uh, Kansas State. Is they were uh, amongst the first four out, uh, along with Arizona State, Kent State, and UC Irvine. Uh, K State's RPI probably hurt them at 55. But for Texas Tech, Jamie, they'll take on UConn on Friday, and that's a team that's 43 and 15. Red Raiders finish at 39 and 21. They're matched up. Uh, in that Gainesville Regional with the number two seed overall, Florida, who will take on Florida A&M. Uh, Florida A&M 29 and 28, and Florida 44 and 14. But you can't discount UConn either, a team that won 43 baseball games. I can't discount them at all. They're seated <laughs> higher than you, so yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you'd be silly if you were doing that. Right. I mean, you. I mean, you know, the, I, I think the conventional thing would be, oh, UConn. Oh, they play baseball there. Yeah, they, they they play baseball there really, really, really well. Um, so that's uh, that's that. The number one overall seed is uh, Wake Forest. And um, 
just something to note about that. No number one seed since 1999 has won the College Baseball World Series. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you if you want to be in that boat or not. You'd love to be in that boat, right? To be the number one overall seed and would love it. Then break mm-hmm. that, break that, because mm-hmm. that would mean you had a special season. Uh, as far as Florida is concerned, this is their fifteenth straight uh, NCAA baseball appearance. All right, so it, it's been since uh, Friday that we've spoken, and um, you had an opportunity on Saturday to get yourself in position to to play for a Big Twelve championship. Um, I, I, I guess the thing that kind of stands out is, you know, you had a five run lead going into the eighth inning in game two on Saturday and just unable to, to hang on to it. Yeah. I, I mean, there's just so much, um, from that game to make, um, you frustrated, make you scratch your head. Um, I, it's, I mean, it was bad, bad baseball. I mean, pitching was not good fielding was not good um offense didn't come through when you had situations to add on tack on runs um i didn't think the the man making the decisions in the dugout had a particularly great finish to that game either uh if i'm being totally honest some 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 questions that i had some head scratchers for me um it was a complete meltdown it's one of those deals you just I guess at this point in time, they probably put that game behind them, and they've got to just focus on on this week. And I mean, yeah. there's not a whole lot to, to belabor about it. I mean, you you saw what what took place. I mean, you, I, you know, the the thing is, is that you started to dare to dream. It's like, oh wow, this this is looking pretty good here. She went to the eighth inning. Uh, yeah, no, um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It looked it looked good. Um, you know, it, um, it, it. I don't know. It, the frustration level over that game was was pretty high. Um, but yeah, it is some a situation where you're just you've kind of put it behind you as the baseball the baseball teams. Uh, they're just thinking about what's in front of them, and not there. Um, it does make you question or make you wonder a little bit. At least I do. Um, do did they want to win the game? Um, I, I, I just, you know, uh, you weren't playing to add add on insurance runs there. It was like you were playing for for three run innings, up five zero in the in the in the in the seventh and in the in the eighth. And I just uh, I don't understand that that style of thinking and. Um, it made me question whether or not they really wanted to win. Just because you would have had to use more pitching on Sunday, and how does that set you up for this week, you know, in terms of playing in the NCAA baseball tournament, not knowing if you were going to play on Thursday or Friday? Well, no, you wouldn't play on Thursday. All the NCAA everybody, tournament everybody starts, starts on Friday. Friday. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was just thinking of – Yeah. I was just thinking of, I had my basketball brain going there, you know, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Friday, Sunday, Thursday, Saturday – that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So anyway, so we'll move on from that. And we'll, um, if you have a thought on that, or if you have an opinion on that, you can hit us up this morning on the Yates Warning Center chat line. We'll get Jamie's thoughts uh, continuously throughout the morning on uh, on that. As far as uh, the Big 12 is concerned, you had six teams make the tournament. Did, that, did anybody surprise you that made it? I thought OU was out. I, I, re- I really thought that they were out. Yep. I thought they had played themselves out of it. 
You know, and, and TCU that won the automatic bid, they were like the last team mentioned. I mean, just think about uh, just think about K State finishing, you know, two spots ahead of mm-hmm. Oklahoma. How would you feel if we were them, uh, right? In the regular season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just but the RPI was sixteen spots different. I mean I would be pretty frustrated if I was K State. Go deeper into the tournament than Oklahoma did. Sure. You finish way ahead of them. I mean it's yeah, that'd be pretty frustrating if I was a K-State fan. Oklahoma will play in the uh, Conway uh, Regional. Coastal Carolina is the host for that. They'll take on Ryder and then, uh, excuse me, they'll play in the Charlottesville Regional. Uh, Virginia is the seventh overall seed. They'll take on Army, makes their fifth straight. Of course, we've seen Army here before in a regional, and Oklahoma will meet East Carolina, and we've seen them before as well. Good, good not to have to see those guys, either one of those guys. You've had success against well, both of them. Well, so. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. East Carolina, you had like 172 pitches that you could have ended your season, and you fought off. I mean, that's a, being a little facetious, but not much. 81. 81. Yeah. So, okay. So I was, I was 90 off, but I mean, still, it was, it was a big, it was a big number. Uh, if you uh, want to weigh in, you can this morning. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open and ready for you. It is uh, the morning drive this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. This is the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Brendan Rikers in this week for Jeff. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us this morning on this Tuesday edition of The Morning Drive. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double97.3.com for that or the mobile app. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open at 806-771-0973. couple thoughts from the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, with regard to what we were just discussing, that uh, high school baseball game that ended with a called strike that was dropped by the catcher who then put the ball in his back pocket and the the, the other team is still running. They scored as many runs as they needed. Uh, Christopher writes in, the second baseman realized what was happening a lot earlier than everyone else. He had his hands up running around looking for the ball. The whole thing, the whole scene is insane, yes. Was it a playoff game? Would make it even worse? Yes, it was a playoff game. Uh, was first base open? I'm not sure. From the video, I could have sworn there was a runner, but if only three scored, three three runs scored on the game in that inning and that on that play to uh, to end the game, as it was uh, the bottom of the ninth or the it was in the ninth inning. I don't know if it was the top or the bottom. At any rate, it just goes to show you you got to play to the end, you know. And one team did, and one team thought they did. Yeah, he thought he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thought he thought he did. All right, the uh, Red Raiders. I uh, hope uh, that they have. Uh, Good luck in Florida as they'll uh, head to Gainesville later on this week. Uh, the Red Raiders were uh, invited to the NCAA baseball championships. They were selected. I guess you, I don't think anybody's ever turned down one of those things. Not, not that I know of. I don't think so. <laughs> be a bit ridiculous, wouldn't it? Um, but at any rate, they, they get uh, selected. They'll be in the Gainesville Regional. They'll take on UConn on Friday. That'll be a uh, 10.30 broadcast time. For us on Double T 
and then uh, Tech Ticks on UConn from Gainesville. And we'll have uh, have the broadcast for you, of course. They'll uh, take on UConn, a team that is 43-15 and 15 on the season. Florida is the number two seed overall, and their host, they're 44-14. and 14. They'll take on Florida A&M. 29 and 28. What's your what's your overall thought on on this regional? I mean, it's tough. There's there's no question. I I think it's um you know, I think UConn is a really good team. There's a there's a reason why they're a number 2 seed and I think it's going to be tough to get past them. Um and obviously Florida being the number 2 overall national seed is is absolutely loaded. I mean, if you look at their roster, they're just so incredibly talented. For the Red Raiders, it's their seventh straight NCAA tournament appearance. Uh, Coach Tim Tadlock, yesterday meeting with the media, was asked, what does it mean to make seven straight NCAA tournament appearances? It means we've had some really good players. And it means, you know, again, we got a lot to be thankful for, for the guys that have been here and their families and trusting us and um, and believing in what we're doing. And at the same time, it's uh, – at the core of it, we're trying to do what's right for each guy uh, every day we can while they're here. Let the rest kind of take care of itself. Along the way, then these seasons, you're trying to make decisions. Uh, you make a lot of decisions to try to try to put you in position to win the whole thing, not necessarily just getting a regional. And to be able to do that, you got to have a very talented roster to still be in this position, if that makes sense. And uh, We've got a lot of guys that can play baseball, and a lot of guys with a lot of experience on a baseball field, even though we call them young, uh, they, they have played a lot. That's uh, Coach uh, Tim Tadlock. Uh, for the Red Raiders, they're one of six uh, Big 12 teams uh, to make it. There were 10 SEC teams, Jamie, that made the field, um, and that ties a record. Um, man, it's a... Uh, it's crazy. They had. I think they also have eight teams that are going to host uh, out of the SEC. So, no question as to where the strength of the baseball um, leagues are, as far as that's concerned, and and a lot of leagues. I mean, the SEC dominates in football as well. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a that's a pretty stout uh, thing when you kind of look at it of uh, of ten SEC teams and eight hosting. It seems like it's fair. I, I know everybody hates the SEC love, and I, I mean it does get a, you know a little bit annoying and all that. But it's it's hard to argue with it. And if you want to look at the quality of the program, go. I, I mean I, I don't mean to keep bringing going back to this, but go look at their stadiums. Mm-hmm. Go look at their stadiums. It helps recruit. I mean their facilities are phenomenal. They spend a ton of money on baseball. They and it shows. It shows, and they're really good programs as well. So, I mean, obviously being in the South and having the history and tradition with a lot of those programs. and I mean, you've got the last two national championships that are SEC teams that didn't even make the tournament. Okay, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're that good. Um, they were that good and now didn't make it this year. But um, just two, or I mean, a, a, a conference that's just full, full, Absolutely jam-packed full of talented players. Uh, no first-time teams made the field this year. That's the first time that's happened in well over 20 years. You have to go back to uh, 2001 uh, for that. And as I mentioned, six Big 12 teams uh, make it uh, to the uh, to the field. 
West Virginia will be uh, in action. Jamie, they'll uh, they'll take on Indiana in the Lexington Regional. Uh, West Virginia was hoping to to host, but uh, they struggled down the don't, down the stretch. Don't lose your last five. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Probably not a good situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no question. Uh, Oklahoma makes it. They'll take on East Carolina. They're in the Charlottesville uh, regional. Um, Oklahoma State will host. They're the only Big Twelve team that'll host. They were the eleventh overall seed, forty-one and eighteen. They'll take on Oral Roberts, a team that has eighteen straight wins at forty-six and eleven. I, I have an issue with this with the committee. I, I think it's unfair to Oklahoma State for them to have to play a team uh, that's in their state. Um, that would love to play them any day of the week in Sunday. And I understand the, the need for matchups and that there's always some kind of, a, you know, we always talk about the committees. It seems like, oh, there's a kind of a little hidden gem there that, you know, maybe down the line. But I just think right away, game one, I think it's unfair to put Oklahoma State in that position. Because... Because Oral Roberts has more no because because Oral Roberts is in the same they're they're in the same state their little brother um, I just I don't know I just felt like that was unfair okay man if you can't get motivated to play whoever no, you're playing in the that, NCAA you're, you're, tournament then just forget about it you know you're 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 not wrong Pack about that I in. just I just it was just my own it was just my own my own little thought there um, Texas will uh, be in the Coral Gables regional. They'll uh, take on Louisiana uh, for Texas. It's their 62nd appearance. Miami is the number nine overall seed. They're the host team. They'll they'll face Maine. And how about this? No Texas teams, and somebody points this out in the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Sam does, but no Texas teams hosting this year. That's, I think, I find that incredible. Well, it's surprising, but yeah. I mean, who, who deserved it? No, nobody deserved it. That's, yeah. that's the point. Nobody, nobody grabbed that ring mm-hmm. and said, I, I want to host. So we'll get a couple more things from Coach Tadlock next year this morning on the Morning Drive. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lynn. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us this morning. Uh, we will uh, maybe get to a little bit of this, but, man, the Texas Rangers are on fire. They won two of three over the weekend, and they won yesterday. The play at Detroit again. Uh, today we'll have it for you at five and the uh, rangers jamie are uh, still in first place yep in uh, the american league west and and now they have like the second best record in the american league so that's not something i think we all saw coming um but and the o's were a team that was right there with them, right so. there with them right no doubt yeah. you know so it's not like they took on a team from the baltimore orioles like in the past few years uh orioles now 34 and 20 they're four back of uh, tampa bay and so you think about tampa bay and the great start that they got off to and the rangers are just two back of them in the loss column mm-hmm. now they they've played uh, a few more games they're 39 and 17 so they've played 56 and the rangers are 34 and 19 they've played 53 but you know the for you know, as as well as they've played at the beginning, uh, Tampa Bay, um, they've allowed 216 runs. The Rangers have allowed 206. So Rangers have allowed less runs. Who would have thought that? 
and then the Rangers have scored 334, and that's one run less than Tampa Bay. And again, Tampa Bay has played three more games. So, I mean, maybe these guys are for real. The Rangers. Yeah, it it appears that way, and, and I think that until they're not, until they show they're not, I think we have to give them the benefit of the doubt at this point, just because, they, I mean, they just keep beating who's in front of them. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I think that, um, you know, we saw at times them play an easier schedule early on, but we've seen them play some tougher games now. I think that was a really impressive series win in, in Baltimore. Uh, a couple of questions. Um from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, one for you, uh, Jamie. Why was Robinson removed early on? This would have been on Saturday uh, in the elimination game. I guarantee this is what this person is saying. If he was allowed to keep pitching, we were in the Big Twelve Championship. Well, I think there's two things there. I, I think number one, he's at 78 pitches. Kyle had been a bullpen guy and hadn't been stretched out that much, even though at the beginning of the season, remember he was your he was your your opening day starter. And so the, they knew the potential was there, and he has the ability to, to pitch longer in games. But he hadn't been. He had been more of a one-inning or two-inning guy. And so when he's at 78 pitches, he hadn't been really used to doing that very often, so he didn't run him out, want to run him out there too long. And I think it pretty on in that early on in that game, and uh, Jeff and I talked about it on the broadcast, You know, after like three solid innings, I look at Jeff and I'm like, I guess we know who's starting game two next weekend. And... Uh, sure enough, Coach Tadlock was asked that question yesterday, and he said, "Yeah, it would it would seem that way." Okay, and, and Kyle so Robinson was Kyle right? Robinson is going to yeah. be your 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 a starter this weekend. Probably, I would guess pitching game two. I would guess you're going to go with Mason Molina in game one. Um, I would guess pitching game two. Um, and so I think at that that point, they're saying to themselves, "We got we got to make sure again." He's been a guy that's a bullpen guy. We don't want to overextend him so much so in this game that he's not ready for next week. Mm-hmm. So I think it was all about the pitch count, and and I agree with your point. I, I mean, if that's a if Kyle's a regular, you know, if that's a regular season game, and we're you know, and Kyle's been the starter for you know all season long or the last three weeks or whatever, I think he's getting at least one more inning, possibly two more innings in that game. And I think if that's the case, you probably do win that baseball game. That's that's probably and he keeps pitching like he had been pitching. Uh, I think the texter is right. You probably do win that baseball game, and then you move on to to the big Big Twelve championship game on Sunday. But um, again, I think there's a situation where you're saying the bigger picture here is next week and not Saturday night yeah. getting and trying to get to the Big Twelve championship game. As much as us Red Raider fans want to see our our team win, I think that was looking ahead more than it was, you know, just worrying about right now. You're, you know, Coach Tadlock said it. You heard it in one of his his quotes earlier about, you know, it's not about, you know, winning. You know, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's, it's you got you to gotta look ahead. It's about being ready for regionals and all those kind of things, and I think that was the situation with Kyle. Yeah. Uh, here is uh, – But I sure would have loved to have seen him stay in the game longer. Yeah. Well, hey, one more question for you about the, the weekend. And maybe you didn't find it curious or interesting, and maybe you kind of suspected that it would not happen, but Brendan Gurton didn't pitch at all, did he, in the Big 12? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I don't. I think I, I keep getting asked this question, not by you, but just by a lot of people, and keep also wondering myself, what's the perfect spot? What's the timing to put him in? I just think it says what you see is right now. The coaching staff just doesn't have the confidence. And Brendan, you know, I even wondered would he would he start one of these games mm-hmm. on Saturday? You know. Um, to say, okay, go out there and see what you can do. You got a few innings. You don't have to be perfect, you know. Um, you know, and who knows? Maybe he was. Maybe he was going to start Sunday. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, who yeah. knows who was going to start? I have no idea. Yeah, but he did not pitch at all, and um, you hope, hope, hope for that young man that um, he can get it figured out mm-hmm. because you know he's uber talented, and I'm not even talking about what it means for Texas Tech, but you hope, hope, hope for him. That he can get it figured out, because you know he's a guy that I'm sure scouts look at and see the arm and see the stuff and think, and this guy can can pitch at the next level, but he's just not getting it done. And I, I think a, a lot of it is, you know, him being really hard on himself and and him not having a lot of confidence and all the above. And and if you're looking at over at the things that have and and. I don't want to downplay you're getting into the NCAA tournament because I think that's a big deal, okay? Seven straight years, I think it's a big deal. It, it's clearly not as good as of a season as you've had in some of the, you know, the, in the, during the Tadlock era, there's no question. But getting to the big NCAA tournament's a big deal. But when you're looking at things that, um, you know, when you felt like, I, I look at this season, just if I'm just looking at the regular season, and feel like there were so many what ifs, and it starts with, I mean, there were so many games that you had a lead or were tied late and didn't come away with wins, okay? And I mean, just all season long, the shuffling of the weekend rotation. I mean, that's the first thing that jumped out at me when I looked at Florida's stats. They have three guys. There were three weekend starters, fifteen appearances, fifteen starts. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how nice that must be? Yeah. Every week knowing who your guys are. Okay? Now compare that to what Coach Tadlock and Coach Gardner have had to try to put this all Cobble together. Their way through it, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and you can look back at Kyle Robinson, who was a stud in the fall and looked like he was going to be a stud in the spring, just not getting off to the start that you needed him to. And Brendan Gurton was the other one, right? And – um, th- those two being who you thought they were going to be, this is a completely different season. It's completely different. But they weren't. And then, you know, you, Bo Blessy. Yeah, I was going to say, you had Bo Blessy, in- another weekend Blessie, starter yeah. who was mm-hmm. the story of the offseason, you know. And, you know, um, Jack Washburn, you know, your your best offseason acquisition, right, was going to be either a weekend guy or, man, a really key member of the bullpen. I mean, it's just those things just have added up big time, yeah. and and so that's why I feel like, man, to be still for to find this team still in the NCAA tournament is is a great job by this coaching staff and a great job by this team that you know a few weeks ago we wondered whether they were going to get in or not, and and they found their way in. Yeah, the the other thing that stood out to me, and you guys talked about this uh, on Saturday late in the game. And it wasn't like he had an epiphany, but it was just like it was uh, just I thought, oh, well, you know, you think about it. But you you brought up the point of, hey, if you win the ball game today, it's your 40th win of the season. And it's not like you've had just a million of those. 
No, you haven't. As a matter of fact, the last two years haven't been 40 win seasons. They've I think you said two, 2019. I think 2019 you, was the last time. Was you last won time you won 40, 40 games. games, and so you think about you know achievements and things like that, and, and then you think about what you kind of left hanging out there, uh, and if you'd had some things yeah. go your way, could have been a really even more special season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just it's not over. No, absolutely, absolutely it, it, not. And, not, and it wouldn't be the shock of all shocks, in my opinion, because I see how the team plays behind Mason Molina, right? Mm -hmm. And and if you can get that kind of performance from Kyle Robinson, I mean, you got a shot. You mm. got a shot. I don't care who you're facing. You got a shot. If those two can pitch to their abilities, you have a shot because your offense plays better when those kind of guys are on the mound. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Red Raiders are in the NCAA baseball tournament. They'll play on Friday against UConn. That'd be a pretty good basketball matchup, Tech and UConn. But we'll have uh, baseball for you on Friday morning. I don't uh, think it would have been a good matchup last year. No, no, not, this, not last year, but maybe... And other years. No, oh, who knows? With that basketball team, anything is possible, Jamie. Uh, by the way, um, I had I had a new slogan come to my mind for Texas Tech over the weekend. I got to I got to get it back in my brain, and then I'll I'll throw it at you and see. Uh, I'll see what you think about it. Jamie's question of the day on Double T ninety seven three is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, uh, your first question of uh, of the week, your last question on a Tuesday in May. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go to postseason baseball here. For okay. And we're going to think back at some fun postseason memories. I'm not trying to jump ahead by asking this okay. question by okay. any stretch of the imagination. I'm just, just now that we're here to the postseason, I'm going to mm -hmm. ask you this question. Which of the four super regionals for the Red Raiders? Mm-hmm. Was your favorite one? Which was which was the favorite? So go back to 2014. Uh, I'll summarize for you guys. 2014, College of Charleston. Mm -hmm. Okay. 2016 uh, was the East Carolina one that you referred to earlier today. Mm -hmm. uh, 2018 was Duke. Mm -hmm. And 2019 was Oklahoma State. You want me to rank them for you? I just would you tell me which one is your favorite one and, and why. Okay, I'll tell you why. I the first one is my favorite, the 2014 one, uh, because it was a uh, Sunday, I believe. The game was delayed by rain um, to the point where I think it enabled me to go to the game. And I think what I enjoyed, what I enjoyed more than anyone, anything else is, I, admittedly, and I think everybody knows this, I, I'm not a lifelong Texas Tech fan because I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a newbie, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm a recent. But what, what I enjoyed more than anything else was just watching the sheer joy and emotion on people's faces who had been longtime Texas Tech baseball fans going back to whatever day and just seeing them, some of them cry and, and some of them just hug each other and then how they just organically went behind home plate uh, when the team was taking a picture and I just, I just sat back and watched and went, God, I'm so happy for all you guys, because I thought it was just, it was just a really cool moment. And that's and that's what I remember 
more about that game than the great catch or the come, you know, just winning and going to Omaha, but just the the sheer emotion that the fans and players and coaches all shared together for that first time. Because I think the first time is always maybe the best time. Okay. Brandon? I got to go 2019 Oklahoma State. That was so fun. Uh, I remember listening to the first the first game and then uh, kind of listened to that second game. Then the third game, I watched it on TV. I wanted to go, and I remember my parents wouldn't let me. I said, I'll drive myself. Just let me go. And they said, no, no you're not driving to Lubbock for a baseball game. But I watched it on TV, and that was probably the most fun tech baseball game I have, and I didn't get to watch it live, but I, you know, watching that game three against OSU was such a thrill, and I almost felt like I was there. I'm kind of glad I wasn't there because it was actually a cold day, if I recall. It, it did get cold, yeah. It was it more was. cold than anticipated for mm-hmm. June. And but we needed it. We needed it cold because it had a cold wind. <laughs> yeah. That blew Kurt Wilson's pop fly to shallow yeah, it, it's, right it's, center. It's more than a pop <laughs> Out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Second close would be the East Carolina one because I do remember keeping up with that one as a young kid. And I kept, I, I didn't get to watch or listen to that second game where we almost lost it to East yeah. Carolina. And Extra I remember innings. sitting there thinking, wow, we're they're going to lose to East Carolina. Then they squeak it out. And then I remember watching the the game three the next day and you know that was a beat down and in the whole time i'm sitting there thinking tech's going to make it to a college world series yeah so i think that all well i think three of the four could could be there are reasons that make them my favorite okay the duke one no it was it was there just wasn't a whole lot of drama to it um, plus the Duke coach walked so slow that it drove all of us nuts. We just yeah. wanted that thing to get over with, okay, because that guy just drove us so incredibly crazy. Um, and that was one where you win, lose, win. Um, the College of Charleston one, I mean, just because it was the first time was so cool. And two one zero games. Who wins two one zero yeah. games? You know, and like, I mean, it's just nearly impossible. Um, but anyway, you won two one zero games. I, I, the one that had the most, I mean, just like the the College of Charleston one had so much emotion because it was the first time and it was, oh my goodness, the Red Raiders are going to play in Omaha. But the one that had like negative emotion and like the thought of losing to Oklahoma State and having to go to their stadium to play Big 12 conference games and see a college world series sign up there that they got from going through our house had me, I mean, I was tense and I had a stomach ache like the whole week. I mean, just felt terrible the whole week because of the fear of losing to them. So that one meant the most to me. Okay. So I'm going to say that one was my favorite because we beat the Cowboys and I do not like that place at all. Okay. Do not like that school at all. I hate losing them in anything. Okay. Okay. And so that one meant the most to me. Um, I think it was the most entertaining too of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it would be hard to argue against the first one. That was just so special. The crowd was so awesome. Mm-hmm. The East Carolina one. It was cool because you got pounded on 
Friday and then to see the team fight back and you just couldn't get it going, couldn't get it going, couldn't get it going on Saturday. And then you remember the moment of, you know, the whole part of Saturday with Eric Gutierrez going through that horrible slump. Okay, horrible slump. Couldn't get a hit. I was like 0 for 16 with about 14 strikeouts over that stretch and finally gets the game-winning hit in extra innings and then just the pure joy and, oh, my goodness, you know, we got the win after fighting off 81 pitches that could have ended our season. And um, and then... Which is just crazy to still even think about. Yeah, yeah. And and then the next day, the legend of Erickson Lanning. I mean, Erickson Lanning could have never pitched for the Red Raiders one other game in his life, but he pitched seven innings of 10 or 11 strikeout ball and hung seven zeros for you, and you rolled. And, um, I mean, legendary status for both Goot and Erickson just for those two days, right? Just mm-hmm. for those two days. And... I don't know. So that one was really cool too, because you were on the brink of being eliminated, losing that region or super regional two zero, so close to, to to losing it, and you finally were able to win. So, again, I think three of the four could have could have been the quote unquote right answer here because they were all so good. But the, I, for whatever reason, the Duke one just seemed really boring to me. Okay, yeah, and I think everybody, even even yesterday when they announced Duke uh, and they brought up his the manager's name. I, all I could think about was how slow that guy walks, mm-hmm. you know. And right, it still yeah. uh, makes makes me mad. Uh, somebody what, says this. Go ahead. What made the OSU one also very special was kind of the animosity that kept building up between the fan bases. OSU mm-hmm. had quite a bit of fans there, and then you hear them doing their oh, yeah, their yeah. stupid OSU chant, and yeah. then the Tech fans barking. Which, and back. the funny part is the players got along really well. They were all really good friends. I'm putting the Tech OSU bet series back then. Back I don't know then. that it's the same way now. Probably those played guys a lot of got along great. Summer yeah. league ball together and things like that. Whatever. Travel ball, whatever. whatever. It yeah. seemed like they all got. At least it seemed that way. They all got along great, and some of them told me they did. Um, but I don't know. There was just between the fan bases, different deal, different deal. And the thought of losing to a conference foe in a super regional, just I probably would have felt the same way if it was anybody else. But I don't know, Oklahoma State. Or TCU just makes my blood boil. And so it would have been hard to lose to either one of them in a super. Uh, we get this. Devin Conley's catch against College of Charlton is one of my top five Texas Tech moments ever. Absolutely incredible. N- no question. Uh, Oklahoma State super, and I did not have a coat. And you can't buy a coat in Lubbock in June. <laughs> Great win, right? I mean, it was super hot the night before. Mm-hmm. And uh, or the day before it was a day game. Yeah, and I mean hot and humid and all that good stuff. It felt like, and then the next day it was freezing. It was cold, but we're sure glad we had that Lubbock win that day. I watched going out to right. This person says I watched Tech beat Oklahoma State on a bus back from Arlington after watching a Texas Ranger game, courtesy of Double T ninety seven three. Right. Mm-hmm. How about that? I'm with yeah. Chuck. The first one against CFC was the coolest. I was there. It was awesome. Oh, 2014, back when our fan base wasn't entitled to the. College World Series. Amen. Uh, Sarcasm, but truth. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lint and Brennan Riker. I literally know that. (laughs) I I had another name that just entered into my brain from the past, and I don't know why he entered into my brain, but I had another name, a, a former producer from the past and i was gonna Which say one, his, man you've had so many 
It would have been one that was before your time. Who? Uh, Jacob? No, 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 no. And he worked for us when we didn't even have this radio station. It was another station here oh, that we had okay. in our compound. Well, I bet you really liked him. That's why. <laughs> that's well, why you thought I, about him I, when I you think, looked at Brennan. I think we. I think we. Uh, ended up liking him at mm-hmm. the end of the day. I mean, he's one of those guys that you know made a left turn and then then got back on the road. Okay. Okay. Well, so that's those, good. you're allowed, one of those. You're allowed to get better. Sure. He you got know, better. He got better. All right. You know. Good. Uh, okay. This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. It's county roads, not country roads. Well, it's out in the country. I bet you have a map to look at to have to get it to. I bet you have to look at a map to have to get to work, Chuck. No? Although I almost missed Avenue Q on my way to work this morning. I was thinking about that. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, I, got, I need to get over here. And then I did my shoulder check so I didn't sideswipe anybody on my way to work. It's good. Chuck, in case you didn't know, Jamie is not a fan of country roads. Not no, one I, I'm, I'm not either. I've certainly heard that more than I want to hear it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Brennan is well aware now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> did you? Did he play it for you or something? He did. Oh, that's that's an epic fail right there. <laughs> and then my in my employment status got bumped down to intern status. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's what happened. See, yeah. I just prefer to include you as one of the group. Okay. Yeah. You know, you're you're with us. You're not. You're just Brennan. You know. Okay. So you're. We're all equal here. Okay. <laughs> Sitting around the table. You know, cussing and discussing the Red Raiders, drinking a beer, and you know, talking sports. Right? <laughs> right. We're all sure. We're all equal. I I would agree. Okay. Nobody's more important than anybody else. All right. Uh, Coach Tim Tadlock was asked yesterday about the potential for his baseball team. Uh, the question specifically, uh, Coach, do you feel like the potential for your best baseball is in front of you? Here's Coach Tadlock. I think being an optimist, I think um, I think we've sh- we're, we've been shooting for that the whole year, and I think we've seen spurts of it, we've seen games of it, we've seen parts of games. Of it. Um, yes. But to really put it all together in three or four days, I don't know that we've truly seen that. It takes a lot of maturity. It takes you know good offense or good pitching or good defense or some combination of the two, and so. Uh, I know the effort's there. I know the guys had the want to's there. Um, we just got to get to the point again, like you just go in, take one day at a time, win the day that's up front of you. Um, you know, I, you'd like to think that probably the way to put it is it's the way these guys have gone about their business for the most part. And um, you're in a position the game could reward you, you know, a little screen, as a little, you know, 11 game winning degree. Do you uh do you maybe tr- a little eleven game win streak? <laughs> maybe do you, just a little a little one. Do you do you classify him as a as an yeah. optimist? Yeah. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I mean, I mean, because I, I mean, he's so. The reason I say that, not that I think he's negative, it's just I view him as a pretty even tempered guy, in that. He's he strikes me as the kind of guy, and again, I I'm not around him at all, so I can't I can't speak to kind of any kind of inside baseball knowledge. But he just he gives the appearance of a guy that you would never know if something's bothering him or not to to a degree. 
externally just just because he's he's you don't you don't see a tremendous amount of emotion either positively or negatively yeah okay i I think that's that's fair um yeah I, i think that if you're around him a little bit you you can see where he's there's times where he's deep in thought and mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's bothered by something. You you can tell. Sure, um, but I mean, he's not he's not a he's not a hand waver. You know, or he's not a yeah. Jim Valvano kind of. You know, yeah. highest of highs, lowest of lows. He's not. But but you also just by context can understand, right? Like if I mean, like if if a coach, any coach, just got done with a big loss, you and you see them walking, you don't assume that they're in a good mood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> it's like the other night we were walking out of the ballpark on Saturday night, and we happened to be walking, <clears throat> and one of the one of the players' parents were walking next to us. Mm-hmm. So it was late after everybody else had left, and we were walking out. And anyway, um, one of the dads walked by me, and I was like, "Hey, how are you doing tonight?" And and then he he just turned and kind of looked and started to answer. I go, never mind. That was a stupid question. <laughs> I, I, I bet you're about in the same mood I'm in right now. He's like, yeah, probably so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even let him answer. <laughs> like, that was a dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't one of your best. I was just best. trying to be polite, right, and say hi. Right? I know, you know? See, here's, here yeah. you were. You're, yeah. You, you, yeah. you're just trying to be and he was social. Not, he looked like he was happy to answer the question mm-hmm. and chit-chat or whatever. Mm-hmm. He did not seem bothered by it at all. Um, so I, I'm not, I don't mean to say that. But like I said, it just came out of my mouth, and I was like, that's a dumb question. Yeah. 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 So. You know, as a guy that's asked plenty of dumb questions, I know what one looks like as I'm asking it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just I cannot yeah. curve it back into my mouth. Yeah. I'd like, can I have that back? Yeah. I'd like to think I'm. I usually do better than that. Like, but I I failed miserably there. It's kind of the old movie. I can't remember what movie it was. This is from college, but one of my but they, they would say they would if something kind of stupid came out. Like I was maybe maybe want to go out. You know, kind of. <laughs> I was wondering maybe you want to go. Out. Alone impression. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't nervous talking to a, a girl in I seventh know. grade. I, I know. Just, I know. <laughs> I, uh, what what's the question that you say? What do you say at that point that I was at? What do, what do you say? Just, uh, yeah. That's a stupid question. That was, or that was a little frustrating, wasn't it? Yeah, it was or, a little frustrating there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Kind of ruined our night, didn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it didn't really work out the way we wanted it to, <laughs> did it? I mean, I've got, unfortunately, unfortunately, I have, I have way more yeah. experience of yeah. talking to mm-hmm. uh, parents after a loss than I do after a win. Yeah. It's more. Maybe it's better just not say anything. But, I mean, he was walking by. We made eye contact. I know. He smiled, it becomes right? awkward, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was happy to talk with yeah, him. I went, right. But I just said a stupid question, asked a dumb question. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because at the uh, Big 12 tournament this past year, and, and it was going to be one of the last times that we it will be the last time that we play at Municipal Auditorium because they're moving the women's tournament uh, down the street to the to the big house uh, where the men play. They're all going to play. The men are going to play one week, and the women are going to play the week ahead. Anyway, the bottom line was it was going to be probably my last time in Municipal Auditorium. There's a couple things I wanted to take a picture of before before I left the arena. And I happened to come across some Lady Raider parents, and it was like, oh, man. And we had just lost, and it was very frustrating. And 
I'm like, well, I think I, I think I even said, well, that was kind of frustrating, wasn't it, <clears throat> Captain Obvious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if you said it with that tone. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Because yeah, you sounded really chipper when you I, said that no, was kind no, of frustrating, I, I, I said, wasn't it? <laughs> I said that was frustrating. I said, well, that was that was that was unfortunate. I think I said that was unfortunate. That's a standard. Well, that, that was unfortunate, which it was. I mean, kind of felt like that we could make a little bit of a run there, but just uh, were unable to do so. So anyway, I did what I needed to do and moved on. Mm-hmm. Moved on. All right. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.